Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as husband, dad, author, presenter, Microsoft MVP, solution architect with at Ensist. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's addition to the Humans of Twitter list, James Bannon. G'day, Steve. How are you, mate? James, I am doing exceedingly well. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to speak with me. Can I start by asking, mm. in social settings, how do you introduce yourself? I always introduce myself as James or James Bannon. So I don't have uh, I don't have a nickname, um, or at least I don't have a short version. It's never it's never Jim or Jimmy. Yeah. Um, apparently, my my dad's mother tried to call me that um, when I was first first born. Um, and my mum went, went on a rampage to to ensure no one would ever shorten my my name. And I mean, it's, it's one <laughs> syllable anyway. Come on, it's not it's not like it's hard. Uh, the the one person who ever gave me a nickname, um, which, which is uh, Doc, short for the the doctor, uh, was mm-hmm. a, one of my works, and um, yeah, that uh, that one stuck. Yeah. And look, understandably so, James, you're a very knowledgeable person <laughs> and you do fix injuries on the site. Well, it's one of those ones I've, I've got that really irritating thing that a lot of a lot of IT guys have. And I'm sure I'm sure you, you do, too, where someone's been bashing their head against a particular problem. They ask you to uh, come and take a look. You stand over their shoulder and watch and the problem goes away. You didn't actually yeah. do anything. Um and depending on the personality of the person, they'll often then turn around and abuse you. Uh, I, didn't, I just came, came over. <laughs> Your mere presence made an inanimate object that is basically sending electrons through its innards change its behaviour. Exactly. It's some, it's some kind of aura. You're like the male version of Lucy. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> now, I am intrigued... Because when it comes to to being someone that's an IT professional, a lot of people would call those people geeks or nerds, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. You mentioned that you're an author. Now, this author thing is this: um, you write, you know, uh, long form fantasy or, or sci-fi or, or drama or you know, bodice rippers. <laughs> what is it that you write? So I I've done different types of writing uh, over probably the past ten years. Um, I started off doing IT journalism, um, mm-hmm. which I did in in addition to the IT job that that I was I was working in at the time. Um, moved on to blog posts, and finally um, I wrote a book. Uh, now the book is technical, so its full title is "Learn System Sensor Configuration Manager in a Month of Lunches," available on Amazon.com. Um, right. <laughs> uh, and that's and that's the first book that I've had published and, and printed. Um, but I, I find writing, I find it very enjoyable. Um, I find it quite easy. Um, so I've, I've, always, I've always gravitated towards writing as, uh, as my, my preferred medium for, for communicating. Um, I would like to spend some more time doing it. Um, I think I, I'm I'm fairly time poor at the moment, so um, 
the idea of sitting down and writing something for my own pleasure feels feels a bit bit too much like a luxury that I can't afford. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is it is something that's definitely on my on my radar to get back and back and do. Um, at that point, what would I write? I don't know. I've I've definitely got a leaning towards uh, towards sci-fi. Um, yep. prob- problem is, I tend to read quite good sci- sci-fi, and so I I instantly compare compare myself to, um, yes. to those authors, and I think yeah no. Um, <laughs> who, who was it? Who was Christopher Hitchens said that, that most people have a, have at least one book inside them, and for quite mm. a lot of those pe- people inside them is where that book should stay. Um, <laughs> and I I sort of don't want to invest two years of my life to to discover that it's yeah I'm one of those pe- people. <laughs> but uh, eventually I will I will get there. I can understand your position, James. I mean, the things that precede author in your Twitter bio, uh, and I mean this in the best way, in and of themselves, reasonably time-consuming. Well, yes. Um, so what did I say? So I've um, husband and dad first and foremost, yes. So I've been, I've been married for over 10 years now. Um, got two beautiful girls, Evelyn and Rachel, who are seven and five. Um, I think when uh, last time my my wife and I were able to v- visit you and your family, Evelyn was just a toddler, um, and mm. Rachel was was a bump. She hadn't hadn't actually arrived yet, uh, and now and now I've got these two beautiful but vivacious girls. Um, well, three and four if you include the dog. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, look, being being a husband, being a dad, um, they are. It sounds trite to say, but they are they are life changing events, and they you, you come away from them a different person. I mean, you you literally wake up one morning and you're not the same person you were when you went to sleep. And uh, those, yes, very very time consuming, um, but also awesome. Um, if anything, I mean, I worked pretty hard before the girls came along. If anything, I actually work harder now. It's partly to you know there's there's that uh, uh, a social norm I guess that you know you're the male you're the breadwinner off you go and work. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm fortunate in that I get to have quite a good work-life balance, so I get to work from home quite a lot, um, which means I get to to see uh, to see the, the the family and spend time with them and and you know try and pick up as much of the slack or the the additional jobs of just running a house a household as i can um yeah. i know that certainly for a lot of men that's that's not an option for them um they they don't have have jobs that allow that amount of flexibility so in that sense i'm extremely fortunate um but also to to try and set an example for the girls i guess you know that you, sure. you work while you can, and you work hard, and but but you also then you know try try and take the benefits of what you've achieved, and um, you know make life better for yourself and those and those around you. That uh, work ethic that you're modelling for your for your daughters, is that what you had presented to you when you were growing up? It is. Yeah, my my parents both worked very hard. Uh, they they didn't have have the same opportunities I did, 
so mm-hmm. so we came over from England when I was five. Uh, my my mum was a nurse. Oh, um, go back to where you came from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Yeah, my mum was a nurse, um, a fairly senior nurse, and my dad was an accountant. Um, And both of them, they they didn't have the same level of education that I was able, or or that they were able to give me. Um, Mm. So... So for both of them, they not not struggled by um, by any means, but they for them they constantly worked to always keep improving. Um, they introduced me to a lot of culture. We we went to the theatre a lot. We went to the opera. We went to right. see plays. We went to movies. They they did a lot of that. Um, they introduced, introduced me to a love of reading. My dad introduced me to a love of history. Um, which is what I, I studied at university, actually. I didn't do IT at all. Gosh. Um, and, look, my, and my wife is, is exactly the same. Her, her father was also an accountant, uh, which means that neither she nor I ever wanted to be an accountant ever. Um, <laughs> and her mother was a, uh, a meteorologist. Um, very, very strong work, work ethics on, on both sides. Um, and yes, we, my, my wife and I are both like that, and we, we try, try and instill that in, in the girls, but you know, rather than, than, than say, do what we say rather than what, what we do, you know, we, we, we do make sure that we are leading by, by example. Can you recall much of coming to Australia? A bit. Um, I was I was five, so hmm. you know I was I was so, so, certainly forming a few memories. I don't remember a lot of England, um, mm. so I was I, I was born in Leeds, which is in the north of England in Yorkshire. Um, and there's a thing that, if you're from Yorkshire, it doesn't really matter where you end up or what what nationality you identify with. You you are Yorkshire first. And then you are whatever, <laughs> English or yeah. Australian or American. Um, and um, I, I remember bits and pieces of our life in England. Uh, we had a fairly nice nice house with a big back, back garden. I remember that. Mm. Um, and it was one of those tiered gardens with lots of shrubs and flowers. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I used to love... Um, um, t- taking my my toys out outside and playing in the flowers and the bushes. Um, and when we came over, uh, we lived with my my grandmother's brother uh, for a while. So my my g- grandmother's brother came out to Australia from um, Egypt of all p- places. That's where mm. my my mother's family was from. Um, and he settled in Melbourne. And um, my grandmother came out to visit him in the late 70s, early 80s, and was yep. really enjoyed the, uh, the, the, the country, really enjoyed the weather. And as we also discovered, we actually had more family in yes. Australia than we did anywhere else in the world. Um, so it seemed, <laughs> it seemed like a fairly logical choice for us to, to do that, plus... The weather in the north of England, to be honest, is awful. Um, yeah. So, you know, it made sense for everyone. 
Um, but when, when we came out was in 1982, and that was in the middle of a very, uh, a very bad uh, derout. So we yep. landed at Mel- Melbourne Airport, and we were and we were driving uh, driving along the freeway. And my my parents, I don't remember this, but but they they told me later. Uh, my parents were looking around them, wondering what they bought themselves to, because everything was dead. In, <laughs> and <laughs> while, while the weather in the north of England isn't isn't that wonderful, at least everything is lush. <laughs> um, yeah. So when you oh, this is a bit of a wasteland, isn't it? Why did why did we do this? Uh, but yeah, of course, everything everything improved uh, improved after that. Um, and yeah, I then had a fairly uh, a fairly happy, normal upbringing. You know, we we lived in the suburbs. I went to school. Um, had had my parents. I lived with my my both both my parents and my my grandmother as well. So yep. uh, three. Uh, three adults and one child, which was always a bit interesting at times. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a fairly it was an un, unremarkable childhood, but a happy one as well. Forgive me if this is a uh, an assumption, oh, please. But given just how freaking smart you are, <laughs> was school a breeze or was school a challenge? <sighs> school was a breeze, but being disciplined was a challenge. Um, so primary school, yeah, I sort of, sort of a blink and, and it was, it was gone. Yeah. Uh, my parents put me into private school for my secondary education and for VCE, uh, which was uh-huh. like the, the, um, final, uh, final exams. And, um, yes, I did very well, but the, the problem that I, I had then, and to be honest, I had it all the way through university and to an extent I still have it now, in the, my, the first edition of anything that I produce, anything that I write, anything that I do, is always good enough to get a good mark, always, hmm. which means I don't, yes. I don't try, <laughs> and uh-huh. which means I leave things to the last minute. It's a, it's a real failing. Um, so it, certainly at school, I wasn't as good a student as I could have been. And it, same with university as well. I wasn't as, I wasn't as, uh, disciplined. Um, but you know, I still, I still got the, the marks, which a lot of pe- people didn't like me for, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, um, <laughs> which is totally fair enough. I really do, do understand that. But I mean, look, there's there's intelligence and there's and, and there's having the discipline and the wherewithal to apply it. Um, so I, I I don't really fall into that latter category. Yeah, I'm, I try. I mean, pe- I try. People <laughs> like you make me sick. Let's start there. All right. Um, and, and I'm sure that you've heard that more than once, right? It's it, but it's an acknowledgement, and it's interesting to hear from your perspective on that that. Uh, you know, there's, you know, you, that you see it as something that you could do better because, yeah, while the first draft is good enough, it could be better. Mm. Yes. And you see that. And how do you motivate yourself in some of those time poor, you know, pressured environments to go, well, no, I need to revisit this so that it is better? Mm. Um, I think it, it varies from person to person. 
with me, sure. Um, the thing that really kills me is distractions. Yep. So I try and force myself, and not not so much not to be distracted because how do you trick yourself not not to be distracted? <laughs> um, I so I went through a stage. I got rid of all of the games on my on my iPhone, all the games on my <gasps> iPad, nothing. You did what? I got rid of everything. Um, I got rid of all the games off my PC, uninstalled everything. Um, I made sure that the my desk was absolutely austere, um, so that when I you went are to work, deadly, Bannon. the only thing I could do was work. But but that's what I had to to um, to do because sure, I'm yeah. really good at saying, yeah, I've done half an hour's work. Now I can go and shoot things for an hour. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at that. Um, and I'm I'm trying to force myself not, not to do that. Now, I, at the moment, I'm in a position where I've sort of swung back the other way a bit because I have been doing really well. So, okay, hey, mm. reward yourself with the latest Steam sale, um, which yeah. I've done. And, uh, yeah, and then... Two weeks later, you, you've had a lot of fun, but you haven't actually done a lot of work. Um, what did you buy? Ooh, I tend to go for first-person shooters, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, I'm playing Just Cause 3 at the moment, and it cool. is such a fun game. It's ridiculous, you know, um, uh, grappling hooks onto assault hel hel helicopters. Sure, why not? Oh. Why not? But it's yeah, awesome. please. Um, and it does help that the main that the main character that you play sounds like Antonio Banderas, which <laughs> is just is just brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. My son has just got us um, hooked on to Destiny. All right. Now I know I'm really late to the party on this, uh, but because at the time of recording, a special um, you know entire collection pack has come out with all the expansion packs and some new content and those sorts of things, we've just gone deep. Uh, and yeah, I'm loving it. Sick. Mm. Steam has a lot to answer for. Can I say? Oh. Every time I think, right, I'm going to be good. They say here is a 50% off sale or a 75% off sale, and it's oh look, it's on your wish list. Think, no, damn oh. you, <laughs> curse you. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Hmm. What do you do? What do you do indeed? What What do you like to do? Um, to to not past the time, but in your relaxation stuff. It might be with your family, might be just with your wife. What do you like to do? Um, I like to get away from the computer more, more and more mm -hmm. because I, I've, I've always got about five or six projects on the go at any one time, um, and I can, I can stay in front of a computer for, for days on end. Um, so if I'm going to relax, I, I need to get away from that. Um, sure. So look, it 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 varies. I um, I'm finding I, I actually enjoy housework. Funnily enough, not not because I like Shames. I like the work. Nobody nobody likes yeah. the work, but at the end of it, you get a lovely house. And yes. I, then I went, oh, I might I might actually spend some time out in this nice space, you know. And then oh, look, <laughs> I have a, I have a family that I can talk to. Wow, how about that? Um, so that's that's pretty nice. But uh, in terms of what we we like to do as a family, the we've always enjoyed heading off to the zoo. Um, mm. We're lucky that at the moment we've got uh, a zoo membership, um, which gives us free access to the three main zoos uh, in Melbourne, um, which right. is really really lovely. It's awesome for the kids, um, and they're at an age now where we can 
head out with them and we don't have to bring you know, strollers and nappy bags and different food yes. and all that stuff. So, oh. right, we're going out. Off we go. Yeah. Um, as long as you remember the child, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so, so we do that. Um, we are going to a few more shows because the girls can, can stay mm -hmm. up a bit later. Um, we actually went to see Sh Shaolin Warriors uh, on, oh, on Monday, which was awesome. And for me, it was reliving my entire, uh, my entire childhood. Um, if you think of Po in, in Kung Fu Panda in the first mm. movie, movie, how he's just an, an absolute fanboy of everything to do with martial, with martial arts. That was me. Yes. Um, so to actually go to a show with proper martial artists was just, I was, I was nerding out the entire evening. Um, awesome. and then, you know, in uh, a couple of weeks time, we're going to go and see, uh, Capalia, um, by the Australian ballet. Um, so we, we try to introduce the girls to as many different things as we, as we can. Uh, but we, we all, all, all go as a family. Uh, that's really awesome. James. We're lucky also that, that our, uh, both my parents and my wife's parents are alive, healthy. Um, so we can see them regularly and the girls yes. have a good relationship with them. Um, certainly, uh, so when I was growing up, I, and my wife was the same, it was only one or two uh, uh, grandparents were, were still around. Um, yeah. my, my dad's dad died when, when he was a teenager, so you know, he'd, he'd been gone a long time. Um, and my mum's dad died when I was about less than 12 months old, so I never had a relationship. Mm. So, yeah, I didn't know either of my of my grandfathers um, and my dad's mum stayed stayed behind in England so I only really knew knew my mum's mum uh, my uh, for my wife it was quite similar um, mm. but her mother's father lived to a ripe old age and had a, a good relationship with with her um, I've actually got a really nice picture of when our first child was was born uh, he went to visit her at the um, at the ho hospital and I've yeah. got a picture of him his daughter who's my wife's mum my wife and Evelyn so I managed oh, to get wow. four generations in the one shot which was really really lovely yeah that is so beautiful and to have that relationship growing with your daughters with their grandparents and those sorts of things um, I would imagine they find it you know, just as special as, as you guys do by the sounds of things. They, I don't think they do because they don't know any, any other way of being. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the thing with, with kids is that you do something really special for, for them and they go, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> and it's not that they don't appreciate it, but they, th this is just their normal world. They don't understand yeah. yet the effort that something takes or the implications of being able to do a particular task or a particular outing or see, seeing someone, they, they're not at that stage. So yeah, for, for them, you, you know, you slave away for days on end and they go, oh yeah, mm-hmm. You curse you, <laughs> but um, you do it again because you love them. <laughs> yeah. Wow, dude. Now I, I'm going to hopefully flatter you here. Oh yeah, go on. 
you don't fit the normal nerd stereotype of the greasy, overweight, you know, <laughs> locked in a dark cupboard, blah, blah, blah. Like, you actually have got some sun on your skin and you look to be reasonably healthy and all of those, <laughs> those sorts of things. You haven't seen me in a have while, mate. <laughs> well, well, let's be fair, you haven't quite hit my lofty heights. Um, how do you manage to maintain that? Because it's... It, it can take a real effort, particularly for people in sedentary jobs, yes. to, you know, be mobile and active. Well, look, I'll, I'll correct you on one thing. I, I certainly, I'm, I'm certainly as as English as it's possible to be when it comes <laughs> to the skin. <laughs> so if I go out, I, I fry, um, and if I walk along the beach, you know without a, a top and with and with my shorts I, I blind people with my whiteness um, <laughs> look it's been it's been a bit of an issue so in uh, starting from university and from about 10 years on after that I was a ballroom dancer for about 10 or 11 years um, what yes I, I was a competitive ballroom dancer that's what I did um, and I, I did dog. that at a fairly high level for quite a while. Um, it's awesome. My my top result, I think, was uh, so there were there are three main competitive styles in Australian ballroom. There's modern ballroom, which is you know um, uh, waltz, tango, slow foxtrot, quickstep, Viennese waltz. There's Latin American, which is uh, cha-cha, samba, rumba, paso doble, and American jive, uh, which I didn't do because I'm mm. six foot one and I don't have have the the musculature for it. Um, <laughs> and then there's Australian New Vogue, which is um, it's sort of a mixture of English old time plus a bit of modern ballroom styling. Um, it's effectively everyone is doing the same steps and they're in a circle. So they're mo moving around the floor in an anti-clockwise direction. Um, but then everyone is judged on, on how well uh, they, they perform the particular dance. Okay. So, it, and you can look it up online. There's, there's dances like the um, swing waltz and twilight waltz and uh, excelsior shotish and they're, they're all based at, at some point on, on English old-time step dances. Um, so I did, I did uh, Australian New Vogue and Modern Boring, um, and my best result was third at the Australians in, modern boring, in uh, New Vogue. Okay, so, so that's third in Australia. Um, Dude! amateur adult division so that's I was, excellent I was pretty i was pretty i was look to be honest with you i was aiming for, for first but it didn't, <laughs> it didn't quite occur but still third, pretty good um but yeah and I, I used to train for about four or five times a week um traveled Gosh. uh traveled interstate quite regularly to compete and i got to represent australia a couple of times as well which which wow. was a real thrill um, once in Christchurch before the earthquake, actually, uh, and then another time in uh, Singapore. Um, so that wow. that that was what I did. Um, I also did Irish dancing for <laughs> on and off for for two or three years. 
Um, so wow. when when Riverdance came out, I went right. I'm doing that. Um, that was when I was at um, university, and uh, was fortunate to find a good uh, a good in, in, um, in, um, instructor in Melbourne, mm-hmm. Ray Ayres. And um, yeah, I did that for a while. It was a lot of fun, and that is some of the is possibly the most brutal workout I've ever done. Um, the first time I turned up to it, the the warm up, I, I had to go home after the warm up because it, oh, it was utterly brutal. <laughs> like, okay, I'm very unfit. Um, but yes, just uh, hang on for a second, Tina Sparkle. All right, yeah, there are so many questions about what has just happened. I have I have questions. Go on, yeah, go on. Um, Is it like strictly ballroom? No, it's worse. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> um, so, did you really do river dance just because it was the thing, or did you hope to get as much sex as Michael Flatley? <laughs> um, Michael Flatley has himself in a mirror, so I don't I don't think anyone else is really required. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's terrible. Um, no, no. Uh, why did I do Irish? I don't know. It it, it appealed. I, that's that's all I can say. There was some, sure. there was something about it. I mean, I've I've got I've got some um, Irish in me. So there was a bit of uh, a bit of uh, c- c- cultural awareness, you know, if you like, of of yeah. things Irish. And look, it. it it was in vogue. It was it was interesting to do. It was cool to do, unless you were Irish. Um, and then at that that point, all of these you know all of these Australians coming along, going, "Yeah, Irish." They went, "Yeah, all right, whatever." Um, but it was it it's it's actually a very pleasing dance style because it is physically very intense. Um, it can be extremely fast. Your your legs absolutely they were ready to drop off. Um, but the music is wonderful. You know all those Irish reels and jigs, mm. and you get to learn steps that allow you to dance to them. It's it's kind of it's kind of joyous. Um, and I I did do it very briefly competitively, um, only because that was well I wanted to give it a go at least at least once. Uh, but I, I didn't really want to pursue that. But after that, it was really just for, for fun and enjoyment. Um, I let it go eventually because I wanted to fo- focus on the ballroom. Yeah. And um, I really couldn't do both. But no, I, I really, really loved it. It was great. Great CrossFit, if nothing else. Unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. But to come back to your original question, what do you do mm-hmm. then um, with a job where you sit, sit all the time. That's become far more of a problem over the past maybe three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've started to get older, so, you know, I'll be 40 in January. Um, no. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Gosh. I know, I know. I look I look not a day over 38. But <laughs> you infant child. Infant child, But, um, uh, and no, that... That actually has become far more of an issue. So now I I have a personal trainer. Um, I've tried doing the gym. I've I've tried taking the dog for walks. I've tried biking. I find unless I make an appointment with a person, I will always find yep. an excuse not to go. There'll always be sure. something more important. 
Um, but if I make an appointment with a person, unless I'm at death's door, um, then I, I will turn up. And yep. yes, it's more expensive. And yeah, but look, for me, that's the only thing that really works. Um, yep. So I make a point of just putting aside the time and the money because yeah, I need it. And it's it's helped considerably. I'm I'm feeling a lot better. Um, haven't haven't dropped any weight yet, but I think it's turning into muscle rather than fat. So <laughs> at least that's what I'm that's what I'm telling myself, Steve. Sure. <laughs> no, no, yeah. it's muscle. It's muscle. Um, <laughs> yes. It's a it's a hidden one that resembles a beer gut. Um, and uh, no, it's it actually works really well. I've got. I am fitter, I've got more energy, and I guess it, it's something that you never really think about when you're going through your, I mean, if you've, if, you've been, if you've been fortunate to have good health for most of your life, which I have, um, then when you're going through your 20s and early 30s, it's just not something that you think about um, yep. until, until it is made very clear to you, you know, by uh, the odd back. Back yeah. twinge, or your legs start to hurt a bit, or like, ooh, okay, and this this vessel is breaking down a bit. I might need to uh, might need to make a few in investments. Was your wife involved in Borum? Is that how you met, or was that something that you shared? Uh, sort of, but in independently. So we um, we met at university. We were studying mm -hmm. the same degrees, but we were one year apart, and we met at a friend's birthday. Um, nice. I had been dancing for about three years when I met her, um, and she took it up not long after that. So, so she she had an independent interest and involvement in it as well. Um, but sure, we, she met a guy called James. Independent <laughs> involvement, highly independent. Yes, not, not <laughs> um, but yeah, and and yeah, she she competed uh, a couple of times. Um, didn't didn't really pursue it um, beyond I think about a year in the end, um, and I I stopped. Where did I stop? I think it was just before before I got married. Actually, I went back for one last competition after I got married, um, and then yep. and then I stopped after that. I'm sure you two cut a fine rug when it comes to weddings and those sorts of things, though. Uh, that was an advantage, I must admit. <laughs> we didn't need anyone to choreograph a wedding dance because um, I could do it. Although, funny story, I did actually try to to actually choreograph some steps, and I discovered that I'm a, I'm a very impatient teacher, um, and it wasn't working. And I was like, oh, what's what's? I, I, I was I was a bit of a shit to be honest. Um, and so in the end, I, I said, right, we're not going to choreograph anything. We've got a song that we both like. Okay, good. We're going to have a couple of little moves that we can do at any time. But yeah. I will move around. So this is how I will lead, and this is how you can follow. And yeah. that's all we did. And that was actually a lot more pleasant because it took, it took the stress off both of us. Um, and probably turn me into a much nicer person as well. Save the marriage before Yes, it yes. Like, do you really want to marry this guy? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, James, what are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? 
Um, well, I have, well, well my, my wife and I are in the middle of a project to um, renovate our house. Um, we're That's looking sucky. to put another floor on. Uh, wow. We tried to sell middle of last year, that, that they didn't quite work. Um, so where we are is, is a fairly small unit and the girls need their space. So we mm -hmm. thought, well, well, we'll sell and buy a house, but the market was against us at that, that point in time. Sure. Um, but actually, when we, when we made the unit look, look nice for inspections, we would look around and thought, you know, this is actually quite a nice place. It's just, <laughs> it's just a bit small. Um, so rather than mortgaging ourselves to the hilt uh, to buy something larger, um, we've gone through through the process of having of having plans drawn up for an extension. Um, right. So we will get some extra space, um, and those plans have just gone to gone to council. So that is fairly exciting. Um, mm. I have also put in an application actually to go back to university. Um, a friend of mine, right. um, Oren Thomas, is doing a course at Charles Sturt University, which is a doctorate in IT. Um, and he introduced me to the um, uh, to the fact to the faculty head. Um, mm. That all went quite well, with the one exception that I don't quite have the prerequisites. So I um, the prerequisites for doing that particular course is either an undergraduate degree with honours or a master's. Now I did two bachelor's degrees at Melbourne University, but because I'd already spent five years at uni, I the idea of spending a sixth to do my honours. That like, was enough. I've been broke yeah. for long enough. Time to go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've, I've applied to do um, a, a single honours year um, in Bachelor of Information Technology um, honours with a view that knocked that over and um, then potentially move on to a doctorate. Doc Bannon. No, the, the doctor will be a doctor. What can I say? <laughs> Um, that's awesome. And to be honest, that's quite exciting because I've, I've often wanted to go back to study. Um, yep. I, I enjoyed university and enjoyed academia. Um, I, I worked at a school for nearly seven years. I've, I've always had a, um, an, an interest in the, the academic industry. Um, and I've often thought that the discipline problems that I had when I was younger I would, I, I think I would have overcome them by now. So I, I would trust that I'm a better student now um, than I was back then. So I'd like, I'd like another shot at that. You find out in about six months. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> know, nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Hey, James. Yes, mate. Thank you so much for the chance to speak with you today. Please know the things that you said are very special and you're highly valued, my friend. Thank, oh, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I follow your your career and all of the changes that you've had to endure with, with interest every time. Uh, we don't get to catch up as often as either of us would like, but um, no, it's, real, it's really lovely to have, have these, these opportunities to, uh, to talk, mate. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite in awe of what, of what you do as well, because it, uh, it, it, it takes a level of personality and uh, commitment to life, I think, to deal with the knocks that you've had and to come back stronger every single time. So, well, well done. Well done, mate. Thank you, man.
That's very generous. Thank you. We we definitely need to uh, share some form of beverage next time we're in town. Maybe, maybe more than one. Maybe more than oh, maybe more than one. <laughs> I will caffeine you under the table. I'm sure you will. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now, very clearly, you are yes. a Twitter person. I am. Are there other social accounts, websites you would want people to know about? Um, look, Twitter is really my main thing for any sort of public-facing uh, so- social media. Um, I blog at jamesbannonit.com. That's, that tends to be more the technical stuff. Um, I, but I've, I've also got a few a few links there to some of the other websites where I do um, I do other technical content. So Microsoft mm. Channel Nine or Pluralsight.com. So if you've got an interest in technology, um, start at my blog um, and work from there. And, and I, I should point out that um, the listeners that have made it this far should be very very grateful that this didn't dive into a technical conversation in about three <laughs> minutes, which is what usually it, happens when James and I talk. It could have done, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> very easily. We could have been up to our ears in bring your own device and uh, what's the yeah. benefit stuff and everything. Yeah. It, could have it, been could, it could have been worse. It could have been a discussion on uh, licensing. That that would have been oh, fascinating. Gosh. Fascinating for everyone. <laughs> 45 minutes fascinating. on licensing. Fascinating. <laughs> That's right, fascinating for three people. Yeah, and you and I would not be one of those three. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> God. This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at James Bannon is indeed human.